for all your posturing, all your little speeches. You're nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McClendon. Happy New Year, you worthless bastards. This is Sam, and welcome to our special end-of-year episode of the Exceptional Thieves podcast, a show where Isaac and I mercilessly review and rewrite movies. For this special episode, we reflect on the year of podcasting we've had and give the five best and five worst films we saw in 2018. Thanks for listening to our first year of shows. If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can connect with us on Twitter at @exceptionalpod or send us an email at exceptionalthieves at gmail.com. And we hope that 2019 is the year you reach enlightenment and finally perceive time as an imposed illusion constructed by the confluence of evolutionary, cosmic and cultural forces, whereafter the concept of New Year's Eve will become for you nothing more than a worthless and faintly embarrassing relic. Okay, thanks for listening, and enjoy. This is a little bonus episode for you, for the for the hardcore fans bonus. of the Exceptional Thieves podcast. You know, I just realised on our last episode we did not even introduce ourselves at all. No, because they know who you are. Look, you know who we are at this stage. I would assume. I'm Sam. That person sitting very close to me because we're having to share a microphone at the moment is Isaac. It's not uh, awkwardly close though, like... Well... It should be awkwardly close, because that's how you know it's going to sound good. I feel like you're leaning back at the moment in a no-homo kind of way, and you just need to get over that, because sound quality is everything. I guess. And this is just a little opportunity for us to say thank you to everybody who's listened to the podcast at all, at all uh, this year. Thanks, guys. Um, quite a, a few people have listened to it. Yeah? Yeah. The, 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 our yeah, two yeah. most listened to episodes are Venom uh-huh. and American Animals. Oh, that's pretty good. That's not me. Mm, that's pretty good. A few of those are me, but they're not all me. <laughs> so they struck a chord with someone. And that's um, the main thing. Yeah, um, as long as we make somebody smile, we've succeeded. Well. Or, or understand our, our point of view on a film. I think, yeah. In a, I... You know, in a way, I see this more as just sort of a two-person audio journal. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the function this plays in a lot of ways, and I'm really okay with that. Yeah, I've got nothing you against know. it. And my defence for any of my podcasts, because I have a couple of them, <laughs> my defence for any of them is, well, I would listen to it. The podcasts I really love listening to are the ones that are basically a very similar format to that little bonus for people listening to this episode. So I should say, what we're going to get to is we're going to give our top five and bottom five movies for 2018. In our opinion. In our opinion. This so is the five new... movies we liked the most and the five movies we liked the least. Yep. The other thing we thought we should probably talk about because we didn't really fit into any other episode was the Avengers trailer. We should definitely talk about the Avengers trailer. What do you reckon? We can. We, I think we could do that in, in, in a short amount of time to not, not have to keep people around for too long. For this nice bonus episode? Yep. Cool, Sam. Would you like to tell me your least favourite five films? Oh, do you want to do Endgame afterwards? Yeah, I want to do Endgame at the end, because it's the end game. It's the end game. <laughs> okay. 
Rewind. All right. Mm-hmm. Will you please tell me, okay, in on. your opinion, of the films that you have seen that came out this year, yep. what are your least five favorite? Okay, so the ones at the bottom of the list. And these, I'm not saying these are the worst films that came out. They're just the worst films you've seen. Because this, this is a year in which Sherlock Gnomes came out. Did Sherlock Gnomes come out this year? Yeah. Jeez, I'm old. Holmes and, Holmes and Watson, bad year for Sherlock movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nutcracker and the Four Realms came out. Oh, cool. And I didn't see any of these. So these are just the... F- and I don't want to see Nutcracker. So though. these are the five movies that I put at the bottom of my list. Okay. First one might be a little bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Operation Finale. I've not seen it. It's on Netflix. Okay. And there's lots about it that is good. Mm-hmm. It's Oscar Isaacs hunting down um, Eichmann, the last sort of at-large Nazi uh, leader uh-huh. played by Ben Kingsley. Yep. So, and there's the actress, I forget her name, but she's the one from Inglorious Bastards who's under the floor at the beginning. Uh, works at the cinema. Yep, 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 she's yep, yep. yep. She's, she's, really, she's real cool. She's, she's real cool. Mia. Is it? No. No, it's not. Cool. She's really great. But this film gets on my bottom five list because I couldn't. They deserve to be on a bottom five list because they met, because of how boring they managed to make. The capture of the last Nazi general by Oscar Isaacs. Okay. Just it was just nothing but missed opportunities. The whole movie, as far as I could see, so many good ingredients, but I was just so underwhelmed by it the whole time. That saddens me. Yeah, yeah. The tension of getting it should be a combination of you know Munich and Zero Dark Thirty and you know those kinds of things instead it was this really weird sort of flaccid meandering thing where all of the really tense and emotional points just got weirdly deflated and uh, it was all a bit it was all disappointing hmm. am no. I going through the rest of my list or do you want to do your number five uh, yeah well my number five you haven't got them ordered have you I haven't got them ordered but I'm going to just pick one of the ones that I didn't enjoy for this year I reckon Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider would be the, my least favorite film this year. And my reasoning is because it's it's supposed to be based on an amazing video game. Sure. And the video game that it's based on is fantastic. Okay, so it's not it's just a, supposed to be. It actually is. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Um, so the, the, video, the video game was a reboot of Lara Croft. So 2008 came out. She's on an island, and it's like a like an origin story. Mm-hmm. And the video game story itself is already quite transferable to film. Yep. You did not have to make any changes. You can take out a couple of little things, because mm-hmm. the story in a video game is a lot larger than a, in a story in a film, because you're playing for a lot longer than watching a film, which is fine. But did the, they make a lot of changes? Isaac? The changes they made were the stupid changes. So she's supposed to be fighting this massive... Like evil, well, not evil, like a troubled god, pretty much on this island, a Japanese witch oh. witchcraft god, um, to like free her so that they can stop the storms from happening on this island that crashed on, and then and and therefore get off of the island. That's all well and good, but they did so much, too much background knowledge on who Lara Croft is. Everybody already knows this. Like they did too much of that. They had characters in the movie that weren't in the game. They were just like people that were supposed to be already dead weren't dead. Lots of lots of stuff 
perfect casting for the lead character mm-hmm. and some of the others, but it was just a very, very big misfire. Okay. That's good. That's a good. Strong argument. Yeah. i buy that one. Uh, number four on my list of five for worst movies I saw this year, The Predator. Yep. Ah, uh, that's my number four. I, yeah, I, that, I that is that. my number four. We never spoke about it on the podcast, but oh lord! See, I oh had so lord. much fun watching the Predator, but it is so bad. It's, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. It's quite. We could do an hour on it. We um, could, and it's, it's weird that we didn't at the time. But um, everything about it, the story doesn't really make any sense. All of the characters are very poorly realized. The action is not very interesting. The Predator isn't scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a joke <laughs> and it's an embarrassment to the franchise and everyone involved should be ashamed okay moving on to number three uh, right my third my number three of the worst films I saw this year Crimes of Grindelwald okay really bad mm-hmm. really really bad as in nothing to enjoy about it no need to rehash it. We've got we've done a whole episode on it. Yep. Crimes of Grindelwald not featuring on your list. No, Crimes of Grindelwald was like the worst film I saw this year. Oh, this your number I, one. I was going to put that as number one. Wow. Because okay. like second time through, I enjoyed it more because I can understand stuff. Yeah, but you've got to stop saying that you enjoyed stuff, Isaac, because you you can enjoy almost anything. I can enjoy a lot of things. Yes, but the only thing I know of that you haven't enjoyed was the Christmas Prince two. Yeah, because it was terrible. But um, Crimes of Grindelwald just it, it hurts me on an emotional level because I care so much about Harry Potter exactly and that's why it's the worst film of this year in my opinion but that's your number three so yeah, you're, you're about to get three. worse I've got, okay. I've got two to go right do you want to give us your number two my, my number three my number three, my number three for worst film that I saw this year I'm going to go with oh no I should put that number two because it was worse I'm actually going with Jurassic Dress World Fallen Kingdom okay why is Jurassic World so bad in your opinion? See. Again, we've got a whole episode on it. No need to rehash it. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was It was, It was. was a movie. But you it's not everything. what I wanted from Jurassic Park. Like, they have the ability... With the first Jurassic Park film is amazing. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is, that is close to being a perfect film. Yeah. Second one, like The Lost World, still cool. Did too much. Still cool. Third mm-hmm. one, we don't talk about. It was Second terrible. Second one has so much momentum from the first one still. Exactly. It it over the line. It's not, you know. The first Jurassic World film is fun. Sure. Like, it is It is a fun movie, and they had their thing. They did what they wanted to do. You know that was th- a Jurassic Park 2 film. You know my theory of, like, every movie starts out at a five? Mm-hmm. I feel like the first Jurassic World is a five. Okay. You know what I mean? I understand where you're coming There's from. There's nothing we good have, about we it. We have talked about but this. But it doesn't fall to pieces at the seams. Like, it's got enough interesting stuff going on, yeah. but... But yeah. this film, I think it just, it did the wrong things at the wrong time. Every decision was wrong. Like, yeah. Like Including to make it. Well, well, no, making it would have been fine, but it's just the wrong storyline to make mm-hmm. into a film. And it ended yeah. poorly. It was every, just not It's good. like every wrong choice they make, you could say, okay, right, we've made that choice. I wish we hadn't. Okay, but now we're here. Now you have these range of choices. The best one is this one. And they always go for the other one. They always, yeah. they always find a way to tear veer more further into the ditch that's fine that's that is my third that's what fine. is your second Sam my second is second worst film you saw this year second worst film I saw this year was Jurassic World for no. because <laughs> <laughs> nice. of everything I just said that's right yeah those are good, right. good reasonings give me a number one 
Oh no, you already well, did. Well, I've given you my number one already. Your number two. My number two is the Meg. Oh, okay. I didn't see the Meg. Oh, yeah, I saw the Meg. Because it looked shit. See, <laughs> uh, again, it was fun. Like, and yeah, it's, but it's, everything is fun. I was like, you can't just keep saying it. it's no, becoming meaningless. You it's might as well not just, meaningless. You might as well it just was say enjoyable. It was a film. But it was just the worst. You can make a shark scary. They didn't make a shark scary in yeah. any part of that film. Not one. It, Deep Blue Sea. The sharks are scarier in that film than they well, are I'm, in the Meg. Am I to understand that Jaws rates very high in your pantheon of films? Jaws is the second best film ever made, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're a big shark guy. I love sharks, man. You've love me some shark sharks. I have sharks on a lot of pairs of socks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like more than two pairs of socks that I have. More have sharks more than the average of the population. <laughs> yeah. So the the Meg is my is my number two. And it's a shame because I want um, Ryan, what's his name, from The Office to be in good stuff as well. Rain Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He is in good stuff because Super was different, but it was okay. Yeah. But that was a while ago. Whatever. All right. All right. And Your number one was Crimes Grindelwald. My number one was Crimes Grindelwald. Worst my film Sam saw this year? The worst film that Sam saw this year. Was the Cloverfield paradox? Oh, dude, it was so bad. Right? It was so bad. Isn't that worse than all those other ones? No, it's not worse than Crimes of Grindelwald because really? I, I don't care about Cloverfield as much as I care about Harry okay, Potter. Okay, so you're factoring in your emotional response. So I'm talking of course, about it's in emotional. terms of Cloverfield paradox was an embarrassing mess. <laughs> like Crimes of Grindelwald, I feel like there's lots of. I think as you said in our episode, there's lots of talent whirring around. It's just not really finding its mark. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield Paradox should be ashamed of itself. <laughs> the fact that they've got a terrible film and then this, and then they try to make it a Cloverfield movie at the last second. It's almost as if they've decided, yeah. would, would it be scary if there was no plot? Like, what if the plot made no sense on purpose? Would that be scary? Let's see, give it a go. That's... See, what, what I like about 10 Cloverfield Lane Good is film. that it's not a Cloverfield film until the end. And then it becomes a Cloverfield film. But you're okay with it being a Cloverfield film. Yeah. Because it's been this awesome film. Yeah. And yeah. then it turns, oh wait, shit, Cloverfield. Yeah. It's, it's also kind of not even then because Cloverfield is an undersea monster and 10 Cloverfield Lane is very clearly Aliens. But we all just let that go because we want Cloverfield to be a thing. We, we do want Cloverfield, Cloverfield to be a thing, yeah. So that gives you an idea. I would have had so much leeway for the Cloverfield Paradox because I want Cloverfield movies. Clover- I want them. The first I would have one, let it get away with so much. The first one was an alien, though. In only that... No, at it's the an en- undersea yeah, monster at, like Godzilla. At the end of the film, there is a shot where they're on the train heading out to Coney Island... And in the background, something falls from the sky into the ocean, and then everyone's gone, so that's where the creature came from. Okay. Like, that oh, happens yeah. in that film. Oh, yeah. So that's, I think that's what they've just, they've just built off of this cool aliens. I thought Cloverfield Paradox was going to be people trapped on a spaceship whilst all the Cloverfield stuff was going down. Yeah. And it would just be an expansion of the universe and it would be a really interesting space story about what does it mean when the apocalypse happens and you're on the International Space Station. Yeah. And instead of that really simple, clean, interesting story, they're just this other shitty, super B-grade, means-nothing sci-fi plot. And they're like, this is crap. Maybe if the we say it's Cloverfield and put it out on Netflix, yeah. people will watch it. 
Yeah, that irks me. And it annoys me that I did watch it, and they make and maybe they interpret that as you know. Oh, I love Chris O'Dowd it. though. Chris O'Dowd is in it. Oh, just it it irks a lot of me. Thoroughly irked. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get happy. Let's get cheerful. Top five. Top top fizzy five. <laughs> the... Top 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 fizzy five. Over to you, All right. Welcome the fifth famous. Back. It's Ooh. ten past the hour here. We're doing our top five movies of 2018. Are we starting with me, or do you want to go first? Over to Izzy Tibbs. Okay. Uh, fifth best film I saw this year. Yep. I'm going to give to Ready Player One. Okay. All right. Haven't seen it. Um, I've... You haven't seen it yet. Nah, okay. Nah. I've read and seen a lot of things about people who didn't like it, but I know you're interested in hearing that, and I'm not in a position to regurgitate those criticisms. So it's fine. In a sentence, what's so good about it? It why, should, is why should people see it? A pop culture masterpiece, actually. And it's different than the book, and that's fine. The book is great in that it is a pop culture masterpiece. But yep. the film is just... Like, there are no faults. Everything happens, and it's just... It moves smoothly. It's an action. There's heartfeltness. It's mm-hmm. it's a teenage film. Uh, heartfeltcity, I believe. For, I for everybody. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, all right. Good to see Spielberg still doing stuff as Good well. To, and it was a Spielberg film. Yeah. It was like E.T., but fun. You know what I mean? Strong, strong criticisms of E.T. coming out. E.T.'s great. But not fun? But do you watch E.T. to have a good time, or do you watch E.T. to have some feels? To be honest, these days I don't watch E.T. hardly at all. You should probably watch E.T. It's pretty great. Okay. My number five film of 2018? Yep. A Quiet Place. Oh, good film, good film. Yeah? Not in my top five, but Not perfect by any means, but I respect it. Me too. I respect I want good things for Jim. Krasinski and Blunt. Good to oh. see that happening. Good to see they're doing stuff together, um, making the marriage exciting. Yeah. Semi spoilers. This is the first scene of the movie, but if you're gonna off one of the, if you're gonna off one of your main character's children in the first scene, all right, we're watching a proper film where stuff's gonna happen. That's a, it's a bold, it's a bold choice. Yeah. Let's see if it pays off. And I think there's it lots going it on in it thematically as well. You can read lots of interpretations of it of. Mm-hmm. They have to live without making any sound, and that's the way in which maybe lots of people feel like they have to live, yep. and they can't alert the community or the society around them to their existence because of different kinds of discrimination and xenophobia and things like that. And so maybe in a way we all somehow identify with that because there's a part of ourselves that we have to ensure always stays quiet because we know it's not acceptable and will be clamped down on harshly by the environment in which we're in. Yep. There's lots going on there. Cool. I improve. I like that you chose that film. Thank you. Number five for you. Number four for me. Four for you. Number four for me, I'm going to give to Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Also got an episode on that. If anyone wants to go back and check it out. We do. I do quite a lot of shouting and swearing in that episode. Yeah. But... I've learned to drink less while we do this. That's what I I learned from those episodes. I listened back to them and was like, hmm... Just calm down a bit, Sam. You're going pretty hard here. From, from my background, my reasoning for Bohemian Rhapsody it is I love music from Queen so much. Sure. Listening to that film. So do I. Listening to that film. I've got two ears and a half. Whilst it was happening was just a treasure. Yeah. It sounded beautiful. It'd probably get in my top ten films of 2018. Yeah. I, I enjoyed every bit. Like mm-hmm. changes, you, you change stuff to make your film exciting, that's fine. Maybe change some different stuff. That's great. But I had a great time. What yeah. was your fourth favourite film for this year, Sam? Number four was First Man. 
haven't seen First Man. It's good. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for Gosling. I'm a sucker for Foy. Who I'm isn't a sucker, sucker for Gosling? For, uh, Jason Clark. Is um, Jason Clark in first? Oh man? yeah, cool. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for space and NASA and mm-hmm. any of those sorts of stories about, um, you know, how it gets interpreted as, you know, somehow this is the American way. You know, all this like the um, Matthew McConaughey monologue from the Interstellar trailer about how we used to look to the stars and we used to be... Yep. It's all, it all it's bound up with all of that sort was of that stuff. Was that monologue in the film, in Interstellar? I think it is. That's yeah. a long film. It's a great film. But I like Interstellar for the same reason I like... Not sorry, sorry, First Man for a lot of the reason I like a lot of other movies, which is like... The moon landing and things like it are so sort of ingrained in our consciousness and our culture that mm-hmm. we've become sort of uh, numb to it. Yep. So then someone comes along and goes, okay... But what would it have been like? Yeah. It, it would have been insane to be any of those guys doing any of that stuff. Or to be anyone related to those guys. Or to be involved in any of that stuff. Because it's, Going it's, to the moon it's in something the that, 60s. When you, do, when you do cool shit in the world, a lot of the time you're not realising you're doing cool shit until afterwards and be like, that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But being the people who go to the moon for the first time, mm-hmm. you got to know that this is the coolest thing anyone has ever done the in the history of thing. people doing cool shit. We haven't beaten it still. Exactly. So Super fucking cool. And I liked lots of things about it. And that's so your third favourite film. That's number three. Cool. No, that's number four. Is that number four? Yeah. Number three for you. Number three for me? Infinity War. Me too. Mm-hmm. Number three is Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. We have an episode on it. People can go back and check it out. Um... Yeah, we got what we wanted. They had an impossible task, and they pulled it off. They totally pulled it there's off. There's criticisms you can make, but none of them... There's no fatal flaws. No. And we're excited for the next one. Thoroughly excited for the next Which one. Which we're going to talk about before the end of this. In a minute. In a minute. All right. Um, all right, I'll keep showing you what's going on. Yeah, you go for number two. The number two best film I saw this year, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. That's totally my number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, I have um, I have a lot of leeway for films that are high concept, mm-hmm. you know, you know, trying to be deep, you know, kind of highfalutin things. I'm really into all that stuff. Sort of philosophical means you can read into them, blah blah blah, whatever. But I'm not saying that's what good films are. That's one kind of good film. I have no problem with a good action film. They're yep. just actually really rare because they're very difficult to do. And you can have the simplest plot in the world with the simplest characters in the world, but mm-hmm. if it's well accomplished in the in such an expert way, like Mission Impossible 6 was... Or the first John Wick. Yes. Simple. Yes. Fantastic. Then... The first Taken. I'm totally on board. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But I think Mission Impossible is slightly different to those because it's not as dependent on um, violence per se. No, well, Mission Impossible films have never been a violence film. No, even though violence is occurring, but it's presented in a different way. Mm. Um, yeah. It was it a good was film. Just... They had, in, when I first, the first time I watched it, because I've watched it several times, the first scene of exposition where they do the speech where your mission should you choose to accept it. In my opinion, that is the worst time they've done your mission should you choose to accept it. Just because yeah. I didn't like the voice that they chose or whoever's voice they was. It's made less it. sense film by film for him to get his mission that way. Because yeah. that happens, 
And then he just interacts with the IMF a whole bunch of other different ways as well. Like, yeah. Why are we communicating so, through the briefcase? And the, the big speech that they did about the organisation and trying to tie it into the last film and stuff, I think that was the only flaw in the film. Mm. But then once it was over, I'm like, okay, I've had all the exposition I need. We've got mm. a fucking fantastic film now. Yeah. And the rest of it is great. I so, like, watching it, it gets I, away with it. I, I just thought, yeah, I mean, I don't, you don't have much of an impulse to nitpick it because it's good. Yes. Because it hangs together in a very way it's quite difficult to define. While I was watching it, I was just thinking, why don't we see more of this? Because, you know, I don't make films. I don't, I'm, it's hard to know what is it that went so right here, that goes right so rarely. Is it down to individuals? Is it the fact that now Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise? Because he plays a very big role in the production and stuff of the film as well. But he also played a massive role in the production of The Mummy. And The Mummy is terrible. Well, yes, yeah, that's true. Is it all Chris- Christopher McQuarrie? Because he wrote that one and I think the it's just one. the fact that a Mission Impossible film is a formula that you fill out and you follow it. And this one followed the formula, but, you but could, they attacked it in a different way. But you could fill out that formula in so many shitty ways. You could just do bad action. You yeah. could just do less exciting action. There's something about it is it's not good action. It's brilliant. It's 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 scintillating. Yeah. You know the whole helicopter sequence is just it's it's hitting this perfect line between obviously everything is bonkers, but it ties itself to reality just enough that it makes it feel real. It makes it you know it's it's movie magic. It it's, was movie magic. It's movie magic. I had such a good time. Which is actually quite difficult to pull off. So you're not going, that's stupid, that wouldn't happen. Or, <laughs> you know, the fact when he's in the helicopter and he's following the other helicopter and, he's, and you can just see him going, what the fuck am I going to do? How do I get from <laughs> this helicopter to that helicopter? And he's like, I've got this bag. And he dumps the bag and it doesn't hit the other helicopter. Fuck. And you're watching like, yeah, what are you going to do? And you can see um, Ethan Hunt trying to figure it out. Just things like that just make it just human enough that this yeah. ridiculous situation feels feels real. It's like reading a Matthew Riley book, in my opinion. Yeah. That's what a Mission Impossible film is to me. Because Matthew mm. Riley's novels, so much action, so detailed, and so much over-the-top crazy shit happens. But you're fine with it because the like mm. it, it explains enough of the character. Like, yeah, I could just jump off this building right now. That'll be fine. I'll end on that thing, mm. and that's what happens because you you get you get the little flashes of Tom Cruise realizing he can do something and just doing it. Mm. And that's that's where a lot of action films fail. Yeah, I think Mission Impossible Six benefited as has benefited as well from the fact that at least the first time you're watching it, um, Tom Cruise actually could die. Yeah. For me, there's nothing in Mission Impossible rules. I think I could probably make one more, but there's nothing to say that Ethan Hunt wasn't going to die in that film at the end. No. He met, you know, he meets up with his ex-wife. They have their reconnection. Yeah, they have a nice closure of the story. Yeah. Put a bow on that. You're like, oh, I don't know if he's going to make it out. So I think that gives it this frisson as well. And there's a lot of movies that just like don't have that. You know, Bruce Willis isn't going to die in Die Hard Four. Well, he didn't. Spoiler alert to people who didn't know there's a Die Hard 5. Um, but don't watch it. Okay. Wrapping it up. Number one movie, 2018. Best film I saw this year? Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it. I have no defense of that. Just haven't got around to it. That's okay. Why is it the best film you saw this year, Isaac? Because Isaac loves Spider-Man. That is right. one reason that's clearly got to be mentioned. Spider-Man sure. is amazing. It is... But a- 
Did it, another Spider-Man movie come out this year? Venom. Spider Spider-Man came out last year, like oh, okay. like um, Homecoming. Yeah, came out Venom, last the year. great Spider-Man. Venom. I, I was gonna put it on my bottom five, but it's not that bad. Yeah, like it's okay. Like there mm-hmm. are a lot of films I was gonna put on my bottom five, like mm-hmm. both Gerard Butler films from this year. Oh yeah, because he made two films this year. He really doesn't give a shit anymore, does they he? They are the worst. Gerard. They could have been great. Like both of them could have been awesome action films. They're not. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Best film that I saw this year, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. It is so true to all of the source material. It looks fantastic. It it sounds great. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's so well made. And, like, I enjoyed it so much. Like, I enjoyed Ready Player One a lot mm-hmm. because of what it was. And, like, it gave me everything I wanted from it. It was just a Spielberg masterpiece. Like, I enjoyed every minute of it. But... Spider-Man was just... I, I can't find a flaw in that film anywhere. Like, there are bits you wow. could change in the story and just go. do something different, but it's as close to a perfect Spider-Man movie that isn't, like... Is it the best Spider-Man movie you've ever seen? It is the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. and wow. I've like, Better than Venom. Everything is better than <laughs> Venom. But, um, like, I love... Tom Holland for Spider-Man is the perfect Peter Parker. He's the perfect young Peter Parker. Um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield had had moments of like, Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire is a good Peter Parker, and there are bits in those films where they're really good Spider-Man mm-hmm. and like they're really good for it. But this film, the Peter Parker in this film, the Peter Parkers in this film are fantastic. Miles is fantastic. Like it's. It does so much, and it explains so much, and you don't have to know who Spider-Man is to know who the film is. Like, they don't... They don't... They assume that you know. Like, they don't go too much into the backstory because they just understand mm. that everyone knows the backstory anyway. That's good. But you don't have to know the backstory to enjoy this film. I highly recommend people see it. Would recommend. Like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Would recommend. It is fantastic. Now I think I know what your number one's going to be. I think any any uh, diehard listeners of the podcast probably know what mine's going to be. It's not a very big surprise. What is it, Isaac? Have we spoken about it? We totally have, haven't we? Mm-hmm. It's American Animals. It is American Animals. American Animals is the best film that came out this year by a long way. In your opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> it's the only film I've seen this year that, again, I've... Um, I've effused about it sufficiently in the episode that we did. But, um, you have, yes. It's the only film this year where I just sat in the cinema as the credits were rolling, just having to let the experience of it settle within me. Yep. And and it's just stuck with it's me quite it, a lot. It has that feeling that it's so true and it's so real. Raw. Like it's it's like it's a do- it's ba- it's basically a documentary. Yeah. And like a reenactment, and mm-hmm. it could have the the word reenactment at the bottom of the whole film, and you'd be okay with it. Yeah. But it's just done so well. Yeah. Like. There's nothing left to be said about it. Anyone who hasn't seen it or listened to that episode, uh, well, I should definitely see it because we spoil it in the episode. You should see, see it American you Animals to any yeah. way you can. Um, After Spider Man though, because like Spider Man's still at the movies, and you have like really good access to see that right Spider-Man now. Spider Man is easier to see, so yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man! But yeah, a lot of lot of variety there. You know, they're all, all my top five. They're all good in really different ways. Mm-hmm. But um, if the criteria is Sam's enjoyment, 
That's the ranking. And now we're looking into 2019. We are looking into Shit. what could possibly be the best film anyone has ever seen in the history of seeing films. Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. It's 2019, man. We were in Terrible f- name for a film. We were in the future. You don't like the name? I don't like that they're calling it Endgame. Like, I like... Like, yes, Doctor Strange said that in the last one. It's pretty... It's he said obvious. we're in the Endgame now. And, like... Yeah, maybe this is the fourth and final Avengers film we'll get for at least another ten years, and then they'll make another one when when Marvel continues to rule the world, and mm. and like they've got their new heroes coming out, and that's really cool, 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 cool. And this is culminating a story, but I don't like the word End Game. Yeah, I I don't mind it, but it's it's a bit plain. It's a bit yeah. provocative. Like um. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. The Avengers. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but then we've got this trailer. And how, how did you feel watching the trailer? It came out a little while ago now, but we haven't done I was erect. <laughs> <laughs> I was perspiring. Uh, it was... Oh, man. I had to take a bathroom break. I, I, like... I'll be honest, I haven't actually done a lot of Googling about it purposely. Mm-hmm. Like when, that's a different story. When Force Awakens came out, I purposely watched no trailers and read nothing about it for the for entire sure. 12 months before that film came out. God, because you have, you have monk-like control. It was, like it was difficult because I went to the movies all the time because that's what I do. But you could tell that the Star Wars trailer was coming on. And I would close my eyes and put my ears away. And put like Aiden, one of my mates, who I go to the films with all the time, he'd say, this is a Star Wars trailer, you should shut your eyes. I'm like, okay, cool. So <laughs> I'd, I'd either leave or just not listen to it. And it was... Wow. So that, that you're is what You're living your I life like you're in the film Bird Box. I haven't seen it yet. Little reference Why well, wasn't on my list at all. Apparently it's great. It wouldn't be in my top or bottom. It'd be in the middle. Okay, cool. Probably closer to the bottom than the top. Um... So that's what I think I want to do for this film. Like, I've watched the trailer and all, but I haven't Googled anything. Like, I don't want to know. Because from seeing the last film and having read a lot of comic books, mm. I can sort of see what they're going to do with the storyline anyway. You reckon? And, like, I want to be surprised, though, so I'm purposely not going to read here's about the, it. Here's the main thing I thought coming out of the trailer. Okay. Which was, I am... All, I, f- I feel like we've missed films. I want more films, <laughs> and I, what I presumably the film's going to open with Tony Stark is stuck on that ship, and someone's going to rescue him. Well, I don't think it's going to open with that though. I think that's going to be like scene three. Sh- sure, but I mean, like in the beginning of the Act One or okay. Two, he's he's there, and then he's going to get rescued by either Captain Marvel or It'll Rocket. Definitely or be Captain Marvel. Probably going to be Captain Marvel. We're sh- sure. Um, but, isn't there... I want a whole film. I want an Iron Man 4. In space. Of Iron Man on that ship. Stuck. See, no, that's a, that's a, that's a so, great idea for a thank film. Thank you, it is, Isaac. Let me tell you more reasons why it's so good. So, you're gonna, it's going to start off with him and Nebula. And then, at some point, she's going to leave the ship. Either she realises she... I don't think that maybe they realise one of them can leave. They have an escape pod and they debate about it. And um, he does that. He does the Armageddon thing where you trick the other person to go into the pod and sets them free so she can survive. So he accepts that he's he's going to die. And then you have a whole movie of Tony Stark MacGyvering ways on this ship to get home. So it's Tony Stark, but it's it's gravity 
but with Iron Man. And it's him having to use all of his knowledge and his skills to understand how See, the ship works, figuring what? out ways to get more oxygen, figuring out ways to get more fuel. And at the end of the movie, he finally gets back to where he's got to go. And that's when the plot of Endgame begins. Yeah. All of that is completely what, what peripheral saying, to the main Avengers plot. What, what you want now is fan fiction. Like, what you want is what somebody in two years' time publishes as a fan fiction on the interwebs. And, like, this is what Tony did while he was on the ship. But wouldn't that be a great Iron Man film? Because you would you It would be drive, a great film, yes. You but, would, that would be... But there's no purpose to have it actually made. Like, no one would... Like, yeah, people would see it because it's a Marvel film. Everyone would see it, I But there's no... Like, you don't need to know what he does on the ship. Like, we don't need an entire story of him. What we need is to just continue with the cliffhanger onwards. Like, yeah, it'd be so cool to just now spend three years and just every six months release a film of what each of these characters did for the next 36 hours. Well, no, see, I don't want that, because I don't know any, any of the other characters will be doing anything different. I'm just enticed by the idea of Tony Stark stuck on a spaceship, because we haven't had that. He got on a spaceship in the yeah. last one, but it didn't mean anything. It wasn't a threat, it wasn't a problem, it wasn't mm-hmm. a part of the story. Tony Stark in space. Yeah, Tony Stark in space is great. And I have a bit of a pro- and I don't like Tony Stark getting rescued. I don't think he'll get rescued. Well, he has to get rescued. Sounds like he's going to get rescued. Sounds like I think Captain Marvel's going to breeze in and be like, I got a page. What, um, what's going on? Well, perhaps he'll come across something terrible, though. Like, like maybe Thanos' plan is not completed. Like, yeah, he did maybe. his little snap-snap thing and he's living in a farm somewhere in North Korea and he's just mm-hmm. chilling out. And he's having a good time. And he t- took his armor off, and now it's a scarecrow in his little crop, whatever. Yeah, because Maybe. with the Infinity Gauntlet, he can't scare off crows. N- obviously. Well, I don't, is he a- is he able to use it anymore? Because he clicked. That's a good question. I don't it, know. And it looked all burned in that one scene. It was pretty fried. But what if, like Tony Stark being trapped on a ship, he's realized he's going to die. Nebula's not there with him for some reason, even though they were together on Titan. That's fine. Maybe she fucks off because she is like badass like that. Also, does she breathe? Yes, she's okay. she's technically whatever species she is, but she has she's only part robot. She has enhancements. Um, what if he's trapped there? He's realized he's going to die. He leaves his last message to Pepper. He's like, "This is it. I'm ready. I've I've given myself to this." And then he comes across like the scrolls or something new or mm. more villains for the Avengers to fight. Maybe like some nice so, so foreshadowing. He, so he he's gets, not he's not rescued. He, he rescues himself. Prisoner taken prisoner or comes across or like like they're like scavengers of some sort and he has to survive and, and get himself back mm. not by being rescued but by like taking advantage of a situation yeah within this film i think i would prefer that that's a badass thing i would prefer that than him being just deus machinered by well i don't know if they'll do that maybe but i mean how i feel about all of this really depends how i'm going to feel about captain marvel i'm so excited for captain marvel though I'm worried. I'm not. I'm worried. I want an entire film where you have this awesome action film and then you also have all of these jokes that Nick Fury almost loses his eye in the first scene and he almost yeah. loses his eye in the next one and you're just waiting for it to happen I'm and quite, then it doesn't happen in I'm the film. I'm quite happy for those. Do you, do you remember the thing he says about when he lost his eye? It's in uh, The Winter Americas. Soldier and he goes, the last time I trusted somebody I ended up losing an eye. Yeah. And he says that to Captain America. So, about got, trusting. So, so maybe he learns to trust her 
and maybe some, in defending her at some point. I want yeah. him, I, like, I don't want him to lose the eye in the film. I'm though. just not that excited about the films from the trailers. Okay, that's fine. Because they're kind of bland. And I feel like there must be big reveals in the film that they're having to hold back. They will. They will definitely because have to they. That. Like, what's your understanding of it from the trailer? So she was born on Earth. In then she went to like they'll have changed stuff from the storyline. I think so. But like based on she's, the, based the on the trailer, trailer, what they've explained is she doesn't know that she was born on sure, Earth. Sure, but she was. Then she went to other place, yeah, and they turned her into super lady, into a soldier. But then somehow she ends up back on Earth. Uh huh. But then she remembers the other place, but doesn't remember being on Earth. So what they've done, and then slowly remembers she's on Earth. Meanwhile, there's scrolls. Okay, so Is that in it? the trailer, it's basically, it's not mentioned that she was born on Earth, but she's sort of having visions of having to. So her life that she knows of at the start of the film is she is a soldier. She is one of the defenders of the universe and whatever the, the Nova people are or whatever Captain Marvel yeah. is. So she's one of those. At the start of this film, she's been raised as one of those. And Double she's a hero. Army. I think what it's going to happen, and you this is just my, my assumption of, of what they'll do with the film, something will happen during their battles that she'll be like, fuck this shit, I'm going to go do this on my own. And she goes and hunts the scrolls to Earth. Mm-hmm. Whilst on Earth, she then starts having flashes of, wait, I think I'm from here. That's how they explain that. Okay. And My problem with that... That's is... just reading into it yeah. heavily. Sure. Like, it could be great. It will be great. But, I don't know. It looks a bit bland. It looks a bit fun. So fun. It looks a bit like See, Green Lantern. See, stop bringing up fun, Isaac. I've t- looks, I don't give a shit looks, about fun. It looks a bit... Like Green Lantern should have been. When you say it's going to be good, do you mean you're going to have fun watching it? I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. Is that more than you having fun watching it? Because you having fun watching something doesn't mean anything. Because you have, I have fun, fun watching... watching a lot of things. I yeah. also have fun. Like I also don't. But do enjoy you think watching it's going to be good? Yes, it will be good. Okay. It's a Marvel film. They are yet to make a bad film. Yeah, that's probably true. It is Although true. I tried rewatching Winter Soldier the other night. And you fucking oh, loved it, because it's z- fucking great. Zoned out really hard. But it's so good. I rewatched the first one, had a great time, and then the second one, I was like, oh, there's a lot of plot. They've, since beginning with Iron And Man, I don't care about Sebastian Stan. I never have. <laughs> I don't give a shit about him. I can't believe he's still in it, doing nothing. They're best friends. <laughs> they so? are best friends. So? He's with you till the end of the line. The end of the line. I just wish he'd died. I think he should have died in maybe... He should have died... Iron Man should have killed him. That's what should have happened. He should have killed him in Civil War. Calm and then down. him and old mate you have a real conflict. You can't kill a Marvel character. I'm so sick of... He's just... Every it's, time he's on screen... Oh, God. I Listen, think... And then he's showing up in Wakanda. And it's all done like it's leading to something. It's all like... Oh, Ooh, Bucky's still in it. So it doesn't. No, it's doesn't... not leading to anything. He's just another character yeah, in their universe. Just... It doesn't have to build to something. That's fan fiction, right there. That's it's not... like that's having Nick Fury come in every couple of films. Oh, by that's the way. not leading to anything. It's like Black no, Widow. No, every time Nick Fury's in the movie, he's there for a plot reason. So is Sebastian Stan. Not in Infinity War. He's a hero. They're all in Infinity War. All he did in Infinity War was fire a machine gun while turning in circles, surrounded by his allies. But he's one of the heroes. He's an Avenger now. No, he's not. He's not an Avenger. Now he is. He fought nah. with the Avengers. So? Rocket's technically You've got to do more than now. that. I have to get a card. 
Still, I'm excited. So, all right. Wait and see. I got really angry there. It's okay. You can so, get it. You can. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> I'm a bit tired. What else happened? Uh, and you should just shouldn't bring Bucky up with me when I'm tired. You well. brought Bucky up. Of of the people in this room who brought Bucky up in the last five minutes, that was you. I wasn't putting on you. I was just saying, the print. You know, the principle on which to operate is don't bring up Bucky with me when I'm tired. <laughs> That's the principle. Um, what else happened in the trailer? So we had Tony on his own. You want a film of that? I disagree. That's cool. Then we talked about Captain Marvel. I find it. Um, I'm a bit annoyed that Ant-Man's already out of the quantum realm. Yeah, just, but I wanted a little they'll bit. They'll explain that during the like film. that could have been a film. I would have I would have signed off on that. I want I want a bit of this in betweeny stuff because the story is so big. It's like we're now doing it's doing a lot really quickly, but I guess, I guess that's fine. Um, and I think that when uh, Steve Rogers is looking at, he says, "Is this is this from today?" And Ant Man is there. That they've sort of doctored that he's not really looking at Ant Man on the screen. He's looking at something else. That's definitely a thing that's going to happen. Because it doesn't trailer. make a lot of sense that he'd be like, "Is this from today?" If you're looking at security camera footage. One of my theories, which I've ditched, was that I thought it was a bit weird that Black Widow is telling Captain America what happened. Thanos did exactly yeah, what he said he was going to do. Either she's telling someone else, or my theory, which it do, I rewatch it, it doesn't make sense because he looks like his older version, but that is actually them in the past. And somehow they, like, maybe like Ant Man popped back out of the quantum realm in the past and he finds Captain America and Black Widow. He's like, oh, real quick, in the future, this all has to happen. So then they're like coming to terms with that and Scarlet and Black Widow is like, you know. Thanos did all this, did exactly what he said he was going to do. So now we have to do something about it. But I think they look too old and too recent for that to be the case. Okay. But, well, they could be recent, but just before the events of Infinity War. See, that's what I'm excited about: is Ant Man getting out and having discovered new technology and stuff. I'm so excited that Ant Man is. I mean, if you want to listen back to our Infinity War podcast, where I called the shit out of that. I said Ant-Man was going to be integral to the plot of the next Avengers movie. Well, of course he would be, but so will Ronan. There's no of course about it, thank you. Ronan's not integral, he's just being Ronan. Ant-Man is going to be... I said, something's going to happen in the next Ant-Man movie, which is going to translate into the next Avengers movie and affect the plot. As in, as in, not just, oh, I'm Ronan, I've got a sword now, and I have a weird sort of Proud Boys haircut. It's, <laughs> no. I... It's it's this is the solution. This is how we solve the problem. Is something that Ant-Man I like called it. I like the shot of Hawkeye though. Having, oh yeah. Having I'm assuming now he's lost his family in the thing and he's just Presumably. like fuck the world. I'm a badass now. Yeah. Killing motherfuckers. Yeah. And then they have to find him. Maybe that'll be a scene like mm-hmm. like 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 um where they fight against like crossbones in mm. Civil War. It's like just a scene. Yeah. Oh, you're still here. Like they they could be somewhere doing something and then he just happens to be there mm. hunting down mercenaries or yeah. whatever, just being a fucking badass. I think it's funny how he's like cleaning his sword on his elbow and there's clearly nothing on it. He's just wiping but nothing it, off. But it's cool to see that though. It's like cool that there's it. a scene in Black Panther where um Killmonger is he holds a chick by the neck with a blade and he slices her throat. She falls over with her head back Neck. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> but he kills her by slicing her throat. Because Disney. It's pretty crazy, man. There's it's no blood in Pirates of the Caribbean either. No. no. Well, they're all already dead. So a lot of people die. It's crazy. It comes out in April. 
I'm excited. So Captain Marvel's March, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I think so. So, that's two dates on the calendar for Exceptional Thieves 2019. Yeah! We don't know what we're doing next, but... Um, thanks for listening to this little bonus episode, everyone. Hope you yes, there's very little bonus episode, which has probably gone longer than we thought it would. Hope you also had uh, hope, saw some great and terrible movies in 2018. If you want to let us know what yours were, you can let us know at, at Exceptional Thieves on Twitter. Oh. And, uh, or you can send us an email at exceptionalthieves at gmail.com. Turns out Exceptional Thieves has really not been used by anyone else. You can get Twitter <laughs> handles, you can get email I addresses. think people who are Exceptional Thieves don't really want to be known for being Exceptional Thieves. Pretty sure there's, we, we, we can get a .com anytime we want. <laughs> I haven't even bothered to reserve it. ExceptionalThieves.com, that's lying dormant. Um, but don't yeah. take that if, if you are listening. We will use it eventually. Yeah, don't take it. Don't take it. If you do take it, we won't like pay you money to get it. We'll just give up. Yeah. We'll just immediately we just, give up. We'll, we will decide not to have a website. We'll abandon the project. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, we'll just shut down. If you want to shut us down, do that, because that'll be the final nail on the coffin. That'll, I mean, motivation is low enough as it is. So <laughs> that'll, yeah. yeah, just like my world. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good work, everyone. Happy ha- New Year. Happy New Year. Mm. Bye. <laughs> See ya.